0: Welcome to the Old Guard versus New Blood episode fourteen. Shout out to Majestic. Um, this this episode is about uh, whether tier two, tier three, and tier four links. Uh, can affect your web presence, can affect your brand, and if so, how do they affect your brand? Um, and uh, and so, so, the title is: How useful are second and third tier links uh, to your SEO s- uh, success? Uh, we've got uh, the whole the whole event is being sponsored, of course, as usual, by Majestic. We've got some some great speakers here. Uh, Amel uh, has uh, had to sort of cut off, and hopefully, she'll be back again in a second. But in in the meantime, uh, we've uh, we've got a couple of people, Jerry and Max. Why don't you introduce yourselves? Uh, Jerry, why don't you go first?
1: I'm Jerry White. I'm the SEO director for Rise at Seven. For, I've been there for the past year almost to the day. Uh before that I was the technical SEO lead for Just Eat, the takeaway company across um, I should know how many countries it is, but it's like about 12 to 14 different countries, different markets. Um before that I've been agency side, client side, spent a bit of time at the BBC working for the government. Um trying what else I've done. But yeah, I would like to say I'm new blood, but I've been in the industry for about 20 years. So uh Probably can't get away with that one anymore.
0: Yeah. now nah, you're still new blood to me, mate. New blood to me. Well, my 20 years in the industry is about the same as me. So there we go. Max, how long have you been in the industry?
2: Oh, it depends which industry you're talking about. Um, you know, uh, chariot making quite a, quite a, quite a way back. But uh, no, um, <laughs> I started off as a, a, a journalist um, uh, more time ago than I, I care to remember. Uh, spent ran about. Um, uh, decade and a half, uh, rising through the ranks, be a sub-editor uh, on the, the, the regional press, uh, moved towards the national press, uh, did some work on The Sun and The Telegraph, uh, eventually ended up uh, running um, Time Magazine's European website. And after sort of seven years working for Time, I was less of an online journalist and more of a uh, of an SEO guy. It was, you know, how can we beat Newsweek to the stories um, this time around? And uh, so then moved into SEO full time, various claims to fame. I ran SEO at Hilton, Hilton Hotels for... Uh, Two or three years, and uh, I now work as uh, head of SEO at uh, The Media Image, TMI, Too Much Information. Uh, And we have a a wide range of clients. Um, So, yes, that's me.
0: Fantastic. Okay. And uh, so Amel hopefully will come on and we'll get her to introduce herself if she does come in. Um, Just uh, while you're there, you might have seen David, my producer. David, do you want to say hi, just so uh, people can see you? Uh, And if there's anything I've I've, uh, missed um, that's really, really important, um, given that I jumped in and did my usual job of forgetting everything I was supposed to say. No, absolutely. Um, hi, everyone. And um, obviously, we're going to be um, having a great, great discussion today. Um, we were due to have one more guest, Amo. She might be joining us. She may not be able to actually log in. Um, but we'll have a great discussion um, uh, anyway. We're also going to be having the next episode on the 7th of April. So I'll tell you a little bit about that towards the end of the episode. That's great. Okay. Uh, okay, so uh, before we start the, uh, the the panel properly proper, uh, I would like to uh, invite the audience to type in questions uh, This if you're if you're watching it live, of course, uh, this video and podcast is is being streamed live on Facebook and YouTube uh, at the time it's being recorded. So if you're lucky enough to be there, then please uh, please type something in. Uh, let us know you're here. Um, any typing in the chat may be displayed on the screen, so bear that in mind. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and hello, uh, Doc. How are you? Good to see you. Sorry, I'm not going to be able to get to Mexico this year, um, but, you know. That's COVID for you. Uh, so uh, okay, let's uh, let's let's move on then. Um, question one. Well, b- before before I just dive in, what I did want to do this is this is sponsored by Majestic, and I don't usually do this. I don't usually jump in uh, and start showing people um, sort of Majestic stuff. But because we're talking about tier two and tier three links, uh, what I wanted to just do is uh, show people, um, if I may, this um, this this tool here. Yeah, that uh, that majestic. Has. Not just uh, direct links, but the um, the uh, the the links that link to links that link to links, uh, up to uh, up to four tiers away. So I'm just refreshing the screen there to bring it in. I'm actually bringing it in for majestic.com. Just takes a couple of seconds. I'll zoom in here, uh, and uh, it looks a bit busy. But um, in real life, you can start clicking around it um, quite well, and you can start sort of click on links and start seeing where the links are, um, and you can start seeing, you know, uh, wh- whether a link goes to or from a different place. Uh, you can grab a little network if you see of links. You see a see a little um, public uh, public network of links, uh, and. You can sort of drag around them, and uh, it'll bring those those links in, and you can have a look at those um, separately. It shows you the directions of the links and the the trust flow and citation flow. So if you haven't seen that tool um, and you are a majestic user, go go and have a look at it. It's a link graph. Um, it's free to use on any any paid uh, paid account, and I don't think there's any other system in the world that can instantly, I'll say instantly, within a couple of seconds, suddenly show you links that are up to. T- Two, three, I think up to uh, up to three tiers away, um, and, and I think it goes up to four links away actually, um, and 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 drill down quite so quickly. So uh, before I get too much into fighting with my computer on two screens and stuff, um, David, take my screen away, and uh, and we'll 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 move back to the. Uh, to the main uh, the main system so uh, but do try tra- test it out so uh, of course that that precludes and hopes that the uh, the the question of whether t- tier two or tier three links might affect your uh, your brand um uh, is is something that uh, that that our panelists agree with uh, and that's a, a, d- a big maybe of course so uh amil are you um are you able to hear us
3: yeah. Hi, everybody. I had some technical issues. So that's why uh, I joined so, uh, so late. So, uh, okay. My name is Amel. I've been doing a CEO for about 15 years now. Um, originally I'm from Montreal, Canada. Uh, and I actually moved to Dubai about a year um, and so ago
0: brilliant okay and I'm sorry you if if, if if I ask you scary questions because you because you missed a little bit of the of the pre clude please just 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 throw them back at me and uh, and, and I'll do my best um but uh, the first thing I wanted to do was just explain to the guests that there are uh, the the audience that, that you know there's different ways in which we can um, imagine the concept of tier two tier three links uh, and it's a valid point you know when uh, when we were signing up Jerry made the very um, important question to me saying when you say tier two or three tier three links do you mean page a links to page b links to page c or do you mean Good links, medium links, and really dodgy links. And uh, and, and, and we can come on to that second category um, uh, in, in time as well. But what we're really talking about here is, you know, when page A links to page B and page B is linking to you, can page A affect your world? Um, and uh, so I was going to throw that out to, 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 to you, um, Max and Jerry, and see if there's any any one uh, situation where you, you can think of where you can pinpoint uh, something affecting your world. Um, in the past that wasn't a direct link but it had an impact i'll throw that at M- max first if that's all right. yeah well about 10 years ago we were doing
2: something called the lazarus effect bringing stuff from back from the dead uh you'd locate a really good page or a, a- what would be a really good page, but wasn't getting much traction. Um, perhaps it was very old. And we would be building links to that page to try to rejuvenate it. And then that would rejuvenate the link back to the site. So you brought the link back from the dead. Um, but say so that, was, that was sort of 10 years ago. I, I think uh, personally, the links that we're building presently are of such value that... L- tiers don't work quite so well i think the the real basis for for uh, a a tier based link building system is really to take Mm -hmm. uh, links which aren't brilliant and turn them into better ones and so you're using your tier three links to improve your tier two and your tier two to improve your tier one the problem you always have to be careful of though is the quality as it goes down the funnel so your tier two links shouldn't be that bad either and your tier 3 links shouldn't be that bad either because if you're building tons of tier 3 links which are completely spammy to a tier 2 link you're going to burn that link completely that will disappear it ceases to be be of any use you need to have enough quality further down the system for it to feed up so it's not just a question of chucking tons of bad links at something
0: Okay, I know Jerry's got an example of that that we'll come on to a little bit later. But before we do, Jerry, have you got an example of where um, you know an indirect link, shall we call it, has has affected your world?
1: Not quite. I was trying to think of some examples where I've I've seen some similar bits and pieces. And in the past, we often would sort of say, you know, we we've got a link from X or Y or whatever. You know, can we get some more links to that one? But I couldn't think of any really good examples. But what I was thinking about was the times where we've seen a link coming in from a particular place like um, and, we, and we're proud of the link and we share it everywhere on social um sometimes you can even sponsor it and get more links i mean we're probably not talking about social as kind of a links in this context but but when you can get more traffic going into it and it's shared and you know you can see that the link coming into us become going more viral i think the social uh, sort of tiered links is absolutely valid in that context um One of the things that we used to find out was the fact that, you know, we'd we'd get a link from a great source, but it wouldn't be indexed. And a secret hack that used to be a few years back, maybe not so much anymore, but as soon as you tweeted it, it would get indexed. And that was when Google had a good relationship with Twitter and they seemed to be buying the the data connection almost. There was like a, they didn't index um, Twitter, they kind of bought it straight from the fire hose. I think they're doing that again now, actually, from what I've seen, but... But that was something that was kind of really, really kind of a useful hack. Basically, you tweet a link to get it indexed immediately.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think I think, you know, t- coming back to links as social is something that's uh, sensible to do as well, because I, I, I think that it is it is a valid case for a tier two link, really, the social link, I, th- I think. Amel, um, uh, have, have you got any ideas of, uh, of where you've found a sort of second tier links having an effect in your world?
3: Uh, Well, actually, uh, the example that Jerry was talking about, uh, like having to, the fact that you tweet uh, a a link actually helps you index it really fast. Mm -hmm. It's something that uh, I have really good experience with. Um, And it's, it's again, it's really about quality of the links um, and uh, making sure that it's coming from an authority domain. It's, It's so making sure that they are, websites that are really known and loved by Google. <laughs> I guess that's like the uh, most important thing. And links that I, uh, actually they have good effects. Uh, usually, you know, um, links from Medium blog, it's something that, uh, you know, they really give a uh, good quality mm-hmm. uh, link since they have like a good authority domain. Um, yeah, so that's kind of the links that I, uh, mm-hmm. I, I feel that they helped with uh, my experience so far.
0: So, so let, let me follow that through a little bit and 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 say so, well sort of links to social because of course where the social link is is going to make a difference because yes Google can um, can crawl and see Twitter's um, Twitter's feed basically but not fa- Facebook's feed so does that mean that you you know SEOs ignore Facebook um, and uh, and shouldn't bother getting uh, even munching themselves at Facebook or is it uh, just a, it just does it end up, um, you know, manifesting itself in a different way, in a more sort of social way? If, if you link from a Facebook post, basically, Google's not going to see that, are they?
1: So one of the most embarrassing facts of the day um, is the fact that when a company that I used to work for started working with KFC, um, the, the link that all of the journalists found and shared to kind of talk about the fact that now this particular brand was now working with KFC had UTM tracking codes on it. And the embarrassing thing here, of course, is the fact that with UTM tracking codes that overrides Google Analytics, so suddenly we thought we were getting absolutely tons and tons and tons of traffic from Facebook when it turned out that quite quickly a bit of analysis was like, nope, this isn't actually coming from Facebook. I mean, using GTM, you can kind of track that back to actually find out where it really, really does come from, but that was something which we you can't do retrospectively. So... To cut to the short, yes, we got actually tons and tons of links, not because of uh, sort of like second tier links, but because of the fact that somebody found a link on Facebook, then used that link when they were talking about it socially somewhere else. Um, so, you know, the real uh, reality is that not everybody's going to link to you because you reach out to them, you send a press release, sometimes they link to you organically, and they'll use the link that they found either from a newsletter or from a from a social post, from anywhere that you want to. So organic linking often has weird tracking parameters, and trying to tell everybody, please remove your tracking parameters when you link to us naturally, is not something that actually works. <laughs> not so I'm natural at that it, point if they've know.
0: got to manipulate the link. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, it does make a mockery of UTM tracking codes, I suppose. That kind of issue because because people do cut and paste links, don't they? Yeah. Um, and they're going to complain, you know, take the tracking code uh okay uh we um if anyone wants to jump in then then by all means do we we just had a question pop up there from Bola. uh, if we can find that again uh, Bola play uh recently it was related so i thought i'd bring it in now recently it's difficult to put naked links on facebook many use short urls like bit.ly uh but is it effective at passing link juice so there's a couple of things i'd say on that um i'll let let someone else jump in first Uh, max do you want to jump in on that yeah,
2: I mean the the URL shorteners. Um, the issue has always been that any sort of uh, redirection, uh, even if it's a, it's a good redirection, is always going to reduce some of the the power of that link. Um, I, I'm against using re, uh, link shortening um, to to uh, to move links on. I'd far rather have the the full uh, link itself with with all those lovely keywords in it. Um, but yeah, URL shorteners—it's uh, difficult to get a, a handle on what the full facts are because obviously Google don't give that much of a, a, a lead on it. But I, I yeah, I would—I would say not. Um, I mean, got any we, thoughts on that
0: okay jerry
1: from what we've seen google's definitely following them um and the reason why is we've seen the results basically where utm pr- tracking parameters and things like that have got indexed when your website hasn't been i've been obsessed with utm tracking parameters i know um but basically <laughs> it's it's we've seen it basically be an index so google's definitely following them and i did check out a few times if there was like a robots.txt file on them or anything like that or mm. anything else that would stop it from from crawling it google's definitely crawling them but as you say max um they are actually reducing the effectiveness because it's kind of another redirect and all the rest of it i mean google have said that there's no drop in in value going by 301s doesn't mean i always believe everything they say completely but it does mean that i sort of assume that you know using a redirection is a good thing if there isn't a better solution so like max i like them naked
3: yeah. Well, one one thing you can do with uh, actually this uh, the Bitly example here, you can actually customize the link and add um, a keyword to that link, so it will be Bitly uh, slash. Then you have your keyword. So at least it can help um, in a way uh, the link that you're pointing to
0: so uh i have a um a, a little hack myself that i mean i use um url shortener but i use my own so i use an open source script you can do it in, if you're lucky enough to have you know cpanel with script soft delicious whatever i use a, a thing called your urls which i put onto a, a system uh and uh, i've got a a dot ms domain name that's two so basically two letter domain name with a two letter tld um and uh, and um then i get to choose everything myself my uh, my my url shortener can have can have words keywords that i want to put in there um and what i like over using something like bitly is that I own that link I own the URL so um it's never going to get taken away from me it probably will because my system will crash because it's a dodgy you know two bit server that it's on but um <laughs> but at least in that that case I've I've got that and I can I think I can control whether it's a 301 or a 302 or or whatever I could add um you know I, it means I can effectively add um uh, affiliate links if I affiliate tracking if I wanted to or, or UTM tracking for that matter and hide it into the uh, into the URL that people see so i find that quite useful but uh to bowler play's point though i think that the, the larger thing on facebook and, and it's certainly linkedin um uh and and actually Twitter, they're all using their own shorteners on top of that as well so there's another wrapper around all that anyway so yeah. um so whether google you know takes your url um shortener um there may be um two or two or three more redirects just in that link now uh and no doubt um you know, Twitter and LinkedIn and Facebook are extracting plenty of information of uh, the user that's clicking down those links at that particular time. So I, I, I think that, um, and the other thing about Facebook, of course, is that Google's not actually going to crawl those links directly. They're not likely to see any of those links directly because Google's not allowed to log in and see your friends on Facebook, um, which isn't the case in in Twitter, of course. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's dive back. Uh, well, Max, you you said um, said of an, an example. Uh, of, uh, of backing up, um, backing up a, a tier two link and linking mm. to a tier two link to bring it back to life, the Lazarus mm. effect. Um, Jerry, you were talking about an example before we came on air, which I think might be interesting to people of where that can go wrong.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, about the first week that I started at the BBC, they actually got a warning a penalty warning um you know that notice which basically says you've been doing things that are a bit unnatural now this was the bbc they've got so many links they're not out there buying links they're not doing anything dodgy but it was one of those things where we looked at it and um, actually i mean quite famously the there was a guy who basically tweeted it into a forum so you can find all the details of it and what it turned out to be was where somebody had got a link coming fr- from the bbc Of course, they thought, wow, this is brilliant. We've got a link from the BBC. So they put it out on all the PR press releases. They put it out on as much as they could. They basically promoted it like anybody does. When you have something that's a good story about you, your brand on the BBC, you're going to promote it. And as a result, the the, uh, the uh, the BBC actually got like a link warning penalty as a direct result of that. Which was so
0: can, can can I just ask Jerry? Because uh, it, it's okay if it was. It wasn't the one that I got in 1999 on a Christmas site to my agency when I was running <laughs> an agency back then, was it?
1: that one. No,
0: no. Okay. All right. Because I'm still to I still link to that to this day. <laughs> So okay, so tier two linking, you know, manipulating links to a tier two link can be can be bad, but but can be good. Um, you know, I, I think there's uh, is there not another another way of looking at a tier two link as um, in terms of the humans and uh, the the human effect really. So the fact that you don't get a link from. Um, from uh i don't know from from site b um it doesn't necessarily mean that uh that that you don't get some kind of uh benefit because site a the one that is linking to you is getting well talked about on site b so the story gets picked up so your story gets picked up say by a small blogger and then somebody talks about that as if it's the original story you're still getting the the benefit of the story with the secondary link so it doesn't necessarily have to all be about seo and i think i find that always uh, an important thing to talk about just uh, just to satisfy any uh, googlers that are listening in to say you know <laughs> are we just trying to manipulate the uh, the seo graph if we can find a way to uh, to argue it another way then they all seem quite you know a lot happier about that i don't know what you what you think about that i i i i don't mind if people talk about my stories um and link to and link to a different source that's more authoritative than me um and and and, I, and I, as long as i get the link at the end Anyone want to jump in on that thought? It's same yeah, glory. We... Yeah. Now carry on. Carry on.
1: No, I was going to say basically, whenever we get a great story in Lad Bible, Lad Bible gets all the links, not us, and it's it's really annoying. Basically, Lad Bible's everywhere; they get all the traffic, they get everything. Yeah, we get some links and we get coverage, but everyone links to Lad Bible, share the Lad Bible version of it, not our clients' version of it. It's it's not frustrating. We like it, but you know, in fact, we we tweet it out, share it out ourselves, of course. So yeah, you, know. you might
0: you might get frustrated because you've got big clients, though. But um, when when um, when Majestic does something, we're very happy with uh, with you know Barry Schwartz talking about it, or Search Engine Land talking about it, or Search Engine Journal talking about it, because um, they carry more weight than us talking, blowing our own trumpet. So you know, uh, I I would rather I would rather somebody with more weight. Um, talk about the the, the the innovation. As long as we're talking about an innovation or something useful about you know the, uh, about the business, yes. that's a better place to be for us. Um, so in many ways, a second tier links the you know, people linking to the search engine journal article is is great as far as I'm concerned because uh, I'll get the uh, I'll get the, the the benefits of of the brand association as well as the benefits of the link. It, yeah, it's
3: it becomes an authority by association. It's just because you're you're mentioned in that big authority site or, or brand.
0: Absolutely, can't see you, Emil. You've come off the screen. I'm sure that's uh, that's, that's me doing that. But uh, uh, <laughs> um, Max, did you have anything on there? Yeah, I mean, there was a there was a uh, I
2: I spoke to the guy that used to run the Telegraph, and they were immensely proud of the fact that they would appear in the Google news results. Um, for stories that were broken by other, uh, other outlets. Um, and part of the reason that they would appear for other people's stories was, a, they were the telegraph, and hey, they were a big noise. But equally, they used to rewrite the story slightly to add in more topical references. So, and this was a technique we used to use on print newspapers when we were doing a um, a sort of uh, a readers' rights column, and uh, we would we would drop in the the names of soap stars who had had either a storyline. Similar to what the people were talking about, or um, you know, personally they, they'd done that. So um I, I suppose it it's it's going towards more content algorithms these days of, of trying to get more interest uh into a story. And and to a certain extent, that's the same thing with a tiered uh linking system, in that you are drawing in a wider range of uh, searches to go to individual sites and you're so you're boosting the individual uh, value of of those sites and so on and so forth
3: it's the same principle if like you actually publish a press release and then your press release is picked up by other other news site and it's going to be published on other sites and linking to that press release and the press release actually, you know, linking to you. So it's in a way, it's about, at the same time, it's about brand awareness. It's not, we're thinking always about, you know, backlinking, but at the same time, you know, we have some mentions and some brand awareness with that.
2: Ultimately, we need link profiles to be as natural as possible.
3: Yeah.
2: And um, an unnatural link profile would be to have a website just linked to by um some Isolated other websites and not linking to anything else. So, in order to make that whole, um, I hesitate to use network because it sounds a bit bit like a private Mm. blog network, but to to, ecosystem. that ecosystem yeah you need to have links from other sites to those um like uh, sites shouldn't appear in 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 isolation they should be talking to other websites and there is this principle of chai rank which was brought in a few years back um don't ever look up chai rank on on the wikipedia page because it's hilarious um, but Chi rank is the principle that uh you get value for linking out to other sites so um uh, and and it's work it's it's sort of page rank in, in reverse. Whereas page rank is the quality and a number of links into a page, Chirank is the quality and number of links out from a page. So when you're building a natural link profile for any website, you sh- it shouldn't all just be one way, and it should be part of a as you say a wider ecosystem. <laughs>
1: It is amazing how many tools have penalized websites because, uh, sorry, not uh, penalized websites, but have sort of said that you know these links are bad because they don't come from the same country or they don't come from uh, the same industry or something like that. You know, looking at these, uh, looking at these backlink profiles, a lot of the time they're completely natural. They just, they're just popular in forums. They're just popular in uh, another yeah. country or something. Yeah. And I, I do find it kind of strange how often a A a tool will say that a backlink is unnatural because it looks slightly different to like mainstream media or something like that. And it is is something which I find quite very interesting, actually. You know, how do you qualify a bad backlink in that way? Um, Great example was the fact that um, the Premier Inn, when I was having a look at their website, they got a ton of backlinks from... from, from a lot of car magazines because of the, sorry, car uh, forums, because they were actually the meeting places for car rallies and bits and pieces like that. But, you know, it, it was off topic. It didn't look quite right. A lot of them were from countries that weren't actually the same countries they were appearing in. So it was sort of a bit of a strange one because they were talking about them as like the meeting places and things like that. So, you know, it is, it is bizarre how often we kind of consider backlinks off topic to be bad when actually it's just a, a, the way in which the natural web works. Emil, did
0: you want to jump in there?
3: Oh uh, no, I find it really very very interesting actually.
1: Yeah. I, I I I I agree. I
0: think there's um uh, separately for Jessica I'm doing a case study now on uh, a link building case study and I was analyzing um some, some the best links to it to, to a new startup and um the interesting thing was i that one of the best links seemed to be a totally spam I couldn't understand it it's from a guy called Arnold IT uh, and uh, and it sort of was linking to the site and it was talking about the site and it was explaining something explaining my article uh, and um but, I, I, but it just it had no ads on it. It had no, uh, I couldn't understand the reason for it being there. So I, I and, and since it was about deep stories about, you know, the, about the links, I, I went to try it. If you want to hear about it, it's on Brighton SEO. I'm talking about it on Brighton SEO. Um, and, uh, and, and so I went to go and find the guy that, that wrote it and uh, to try and track it down. Why on earth did that end up there? Because uh, it looked like it was something out of the 1970s, or sorry, 1990s anyway. Uh, and, um, and indeed it was out of the 1990s. There was a WordPress blog somewhere in there, but basically the guy used to be CMO of Ziff Davis or CEO of Ziff Davis or some some huge organization. And he's now 77 and just writes a newsletter every now and, uh, now and then. So he employs somebody to do the writing and gathering the stories and things. So he's got the data to hand in RSS feeds for himself when he needs it but it's been an authority all through the years and uh and has remained an authority in the system so uh it's funny where these things come from they're not necessarily you know front of mind but you know um but it was an authoritative link you know just didn't look it on the page
2: yeah
0: uh okay let me go on to uh to another question um uh, do you think? Well, i guess guessing you might have might have sort of asked the answer. This really, do you think the second and t- third year links can can have a negative effect? I mean, can they penalise you? The problem with 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 that, I mean, you've just, just said that you know the BBC got a penalty. I'm sure they didn't really react very bigly to the penalty, big to the penalty, and it was just that page really, and it was just an algorithm doing its thing at Google. Uh, but um, but nevertheless, you know, we do hear a lot about negative SEO. Um, and you know, uh, and as soon as as soon as a link network gets penalised, it suddenly has a second value, penalising the competition, and they just three hundred one it or through to the to the competition. Is that a very real thing, or is that you know um, scare mongering by the PBNs, or, uh, or or what do you think? Who wants to jump in with that, Emil? Uh,
3: well, we all, I think we all know that uh, PBN is. Uh, something to avoid uh, but yes i mean uh, do they affect your seo um, yes they can but it could be harmful to you in like there are some obviously there are some metrics that we need to look at uh when we're analyzing our backlinks uh, from chair two chair threes and all that and um, i think the main thing to avoid is is having all these backlinks coming from site who are sharing the same like we you know what we call C block IP. So they're really part of the same uh private, you know, network. blog network. And they are really built to actually manipulate the 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 system, the algorithm. So we obviously we want to protect the brand, we want to protect the site. So we need to 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 take action and and, and avoid those those you know those type of <laughs> backlinks. Uh,
1: Jerry? i'm going for a disagree with you but um i mean we work on probably huge big brands you know the, the the links that we get for them have to be authoritative they have to be high quality they have to be great and all that's like that but i've seen friends of mine who are making silly amounts of money from churn and burn type of tactics and it works you know they do use public um sorry uh, pbn's private blog networks they use kind of these these techniques which shouldn't work they're the old school stuff and things like that and they are very aware that you know if they do it for a year they're lucky if they do it for six months they've still made a ton of money and everything like that you know these these black hat techniques they still work they don't they, they don't uh, sort of like always backfire so quickly so you know us saying we should avoid pbn's i think it really depends on one if you know and understand the kind of market that you're in and two, if you're kind of doing it on a short-term basis, don't get me wrong, I would never recommend it for any of my current clients, and I will actively check all of their backlink profiles because we've even seen them in, in the historical backlink profiles of our clients where they did it earlier on, and you know, this is the sort of thing which can catch up with you. And they, now they've got huge brands. Uh, it is something which they've already been conscious of. But if you're wanting to kind of make a bit of money fast and you've got like a little affiliate site that sends traffic to Amazon, a PBN might actually be the best approach.
3: That's the thing, Jerry. I, uh, the thing is, they do work. That's the risk. Oh. That's the risk that uh, some maybe websites are willing to take. But is it worth it if, uh, depending, if you're building a, bl- a brand and a real business, is it worth it long term? Because, yes, we're not saying they don't work. Actually, yes, unfortunately, they do work. And that's why, like you're saying, Black Hat SEO is, uh, techniques are using them. But, like long term for a brand, it's not safe to to go and use those uh, you know those type of backlinks. And and, and let's let let's be truthful to it. Like we are all paranoid about the Google algorithm. We don't want to be you know penalized. So that's uh, something else <laughs> to think about.
1: No, I think you're absolutely right there. Basically, if you're building a brand, you have to do it in the white hats, kind of the best possible way. But equally, a lot of the things that we thought were white hat five years ago, Google Term Runner said, if you do another guest blog post or you do another whatever it is, you know, <laughs> oh these techniques. God. Yeah, I mean, we've all worked on brands or we've worked with agencies where we've seen them do things where we kind of go, that might backfire. And yeah. You know, this isn't this isn't so long ago, and this is some big brand agencies that I've seen do things where I've I've really kind of sat back and went, are they actually still doing it like that? Actually, the UK is pretty good. We don't do as much dodgy stuff. It's when you <laughs> see the works from some other countries where they still are. You the know, the Polish
0: have... are very good at it, <laughs> are they? <laughs> and and the okay. Russians. Yeah, the Polish are great. Well, uh... I've had
1: conversations with other people from, uh, let's just say. Australia and America, where they're having to the go- get talking about how much they pay per link, how much they pay, uh, wow. what is the price per link. And it was a bit of a surprise to me, kind of going, oh, you're still talking like that. Okay
2: yeah I, I i had the um the head of a, a big london agency tell me once that there wasn't a single black hat technique which at one point was white hat technique or which wasn't white hat technique it's just that uh, you get a technique that works it screws the uh, the algorithm google gets panicky and then bans it um and you know it's it's vital for google that they are seen to be the best place to get the best search results. And we, we've
1: all seen we've all seen some black hat techniques, which exactly. you know were yeah. true black hat techniques, like the old four or four page um, plugins and things like that, which would turn your four or four pages into a list of links if you happen to be Google. I like that one; that was great.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, working for a casino site a long time ago, before casino paid advertising was uh, was was legal uh, or under Google's terms. Um, the number of uh, uh, SEO tricks which involved a JavaScript so that when Google saw the page, it was for a terrestrial casino, but anybody else saw um, an online casino. And I used to spend most of my time reporting these sites to Google, and they'd go down for a couple of days, and then they'd be back again with the same trick. Um, yeah. <laughs> the, the, the casino side, gaming side, is 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 the Wild West of SEO. is lots going
1: on the number of times where i've found that you know uh, taking a look at a site as google will actually reveal something quite different and then talking to somebody within the site and saying to them look do you know this is happening and nine times out of ten they don't know it's happening and it's terrifying Mm -hmm. when you try to explain to them that you know that their site has been hacked they just can't see it Mm
2: -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. we've got a we've got a current site we're working on and and they've got a um uh uh prescription injection on their site and they can't work out where it's coming from so you know cls and and all of that stuff just on, on. But, it,
0: but it's a wordpress plugin isn't it uh, probably, probably probably switch off
2: switch off all the wordpress plugins one by one or it, it um, could, just, could just be bad hosting it could just be they're on the wrong version of php or whatever
0: so yeah, it could hmm. be. it's true it's true uh, i mean those those you know pbn networks and stuff uh honestly the 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 you know, the the thing that Majestic came out with with their two, two, tier three things, some of those PBNs just stand out a mile when you dive, dive into those because you see a link to a link and then you see this. This ball of you know of of web pages around of, of web domains that are just linking to the uh, you know to to this page that's linked to this page that's they're linking out um, mm-hmm. and you can just uh, pull the whole lot up and uh, and lasso it and uh, and say right well I'll disavow them whether that's going to make a difference or not I don't know but uh, it's uh, it's interesting to be able to do now because uh, that's the one thing that hasn't been possible really before is you know we can talk about our tier two and tier three links and you can you know if you if you if you can if you're lucky enough to see this, more because you've seen a story that gets back to your site eventually that's great but it's very hard to go and have a look at somebody else's tier two and tier three links because you know unless you're going to go and look at the you know the backlinks of every single one one at a time you're not going to get to that stage unless you're doing it you know through through um through majestic systems so uh it's nice to have that in there i'm done never glad never to- think- i'm glad you're doing
2: there are some suppliers Sorry. out there doing six, tier six links as a package. So you'll get, um, you know, so, and, do, and depending on the level that your amount a uh, willing to spend with them you'll get so many tier one so many tier two so many tier three down to tier six and it really <laughs> tier six could
0: be all of them because that's the rest of their network isn't it <laughs> well exactly but, but tier yeah, six is somebody about, else's network
2: yeah pbn's ai generated content you name it it's in there and uh and obviously somebody's somebody's buying this stuff so uh, either they're being conned or it does work to a certain extent
0: well, let me let me ask the the different question about tier twos then, or tier threes, and and the other idea of is there a point at which a link is worth absolutely nothing to Google now?
1: I my feeling is Google's looking at the link network very differently to how it was five years ago. Um, mm. You know they're looking at it in a way that basically that they understand the natural way in which everybody links together. And the reason I say this is there's so much noisy, weird stuff out there that Google has to be disregarding. Um, the, I, My feeling is that Google, the way it looks at like links and backlinks and, and brands and everything, it's evolved a lot more in the past three years, particularly in English speaking countries. I have a strong belief in, uh, that in non-English speaking countries, the, the backlink system is, is a little bit more predated, but particularly the UK language, uh, sorry, English language, we're kind of a lot more ahead and you've got to do things naturally, you've got to do things in the correct way, you can't spam, you can't do all those kind of bad techniques quite as much unless you're in the kind of the churn and burn industry, in which case you're talking about the the kind of the long tail type stuff, which really is very different to when you're kind of working with brands.
0: Do you? I mean, do you think then there's a, a disadvantage to somebody in Chinese linking through to uh, to, an, to my website? Or do, you know, is there? A, I mean, why should a link come from a page that's of the same language as the source page as a target page?
1: Well, um, I mean, should somebody from China be linking through to your web page if they're talking about uh, SEO tools and they're talking about SEO tools in English? Then obviously it should be linking through to Majestic. Um, I'm going to go back to hotel examples, you know, around the world, everybody's linking through to hotels that are probably in a different language because, you know, it's localized differently. Hmm. It's very common for different languages to be linking through to different pages. Um, You know, there are many, many reasons for it. And if the best resource, the best information isn't in your local language and you want to share something. Then, you know there's no reason not to link through to another language I've linked through to you know Spanish web pages on on cooking things because or in fact a Spanish YouTube site because you know it was talking about something and I was thought yep that's actually the best way to do something um, you know it really does depend uh, there is no reason not to have kind of like people linking in different ways the only d- downside is you don't necessarily want to be ranking for some obscure kind of phrase um, Another website that we've been working on Kaf Kidston, has a huge following in Asia I've never quite understood it but when I was looking through they, they actually rank for a lot of um, Chinese or oriental I, I don't even know the language exactly but you know they, they rank for a lot of things which when you run through Google Translate actually come out as being you know the brand or similar brand name so you know it is it is important that um, we don't assume that the web is is a flat single ecosystem thing it, it's kind of layered.
2: I think you also have to remember that English is is the lingua franca, is everybody's favourite second language, and certainly, you know, if if your first language is not English, you probably feel more comfortable going to an English language website than, say, a native English speaker would feel going to a Korean website, or or you know, a German or a Czech or a Polish website. Um, uh, you know, it's it's far easier as as somebody for whom English is the second language to use a, a non-English, um, to use an English language website.
0: There's a so. real post thing here as well about context, isn't there? Because of course, uh, a context is agnostic. You know, a, a bow tie is a bow tie is a bow tie. So if it's a story, if it's talking about bow ties in Chinese and it's linking through to a page about bow ties in English, then the context remains. Um, so I guess that... Uh, that moving towards topics and entities um, for Google is, is, is a great thing because uh, because it is language agnostic in some ways. Emil, um, did you want to jump in there? Sorry.
3: i just going to add, it's, at the end of the day, it's about relevancy. So for Google, as long as, I, like you're saying, if a Chinese site is linking to you and you have an English site, um, as long as it's, it's relevant and, and they, the topic is the same, and then it makes sense. Because maybe they are just translating it to Chinese, your website to Chinese, and they're they're still talking about the same topic at the end. So,
0: yeah. Okay, guys. Well, we're almost at time. We are really at time again. So these things don't seem to go on as long as they should, really. But uh, um, I, I want to say thank you very much. Uh, I also want to uh, just before you, before we you round off and ask people how they can get in contact with you and things. Um, talk about the next the next show, David. What's happening on the next show? Sure. The next show, which will be episode 15, um, is How to Keep SEO Clients Satisfied. So that's going to be happening on Wednesday the 7th of April, 5 p.m. BST. That's 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, We've got a couple of guests booked for that one so far. Kevin Gibbons from Resignal and Gustavo Pelogia from Wolfgang Digital. You can find out more about that and sign up to watch live over at majestic.com slash webinars. That's great. Okay. So, guys... um before we go, why don't um, you just remind people who you are and why they should contact you if you want them to contact you, and 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 how they would get 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 it go about contacting you? Uh, Max, do you want to go? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm head
2: of SEO at um, at the Media Image, which is a full service agency. Um, We've uh, we've got quite a, a good SEO team there, and we cover all sorts of clients from gaming through to cosmetics through to finance. Um, happy to help at any time. Just just want to chat, really. Um, fine,
1: Jerry. So I'm the SEO director at Rise at Seven. Um, you can find me all over, everywhere from Twitter through to um, Instagram through to LinkedIn. I'm not doing TikTok videos yet, but the rest of my colleagues are, so feel free to um, find them doing that. Um, but, yeah, best place, Twitter, @Durgle. at Durgel. We can see that mm-hmm. there. That's great. Yes, cleverly done. Well done. Emil.
3: Uh, I'm the head of uh, SEO at Puffy. You can find me on LinkedIn and uh, on Twitter also
0: uh how do you talking, puffy uh
3: p-u-f-f-y
0: just so that nobody gets it wrong because you didn't have a chance to say who you were when you started <laughs> True.
2: That, yeah. Yeah. So
0: i feel i feel that you're a, a little disadvantaged there and i'm sorry that you had trouble getting in at the start um uh, but uh, guys uh thank you ever so much i i, I think that when this all goes uh, we will get cut off just the same as all, all the guests so uh I'm going to say goodbye to you now. Uh, thanks again to David and thanks to Majestic for sponsoring the whole event. Um, and see you all next time, uh, internet.
3: Bye. Thank you for having us. Bye. Bye.